Welcome back to another edition of the Profit Roadmap. I'm Bear Duplessis alongside Cody Owen. As always, as usual, as frequently, because it's not as always anymore, but it's it's frequent enough to where it's nice to have you next to me, sort of. Yeah, I've, I've never enjoyed being next to me. <laughs> it's like I'm always here. But you know what? You know, self-reflection is very important, so it's good that you have that. Um, we're really excited to be back sitting with, you know, we've, we've said this so many times this week, but it, it really is just a pleasure to see a lot of our, uh, a lot of our favorites. And, uh, this is, this, it's truly a pleasure to sit down again with, uh, ready, set, Mose Conley Ibsen. Conley, how are you doing today? Yeah, I, I did that for myself. We're, we're, um, we're, 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 we're clapping. Thank you. We're, we're clapping. Thank you. Um, we're clapping on the inside. Appreciate it. Now I, now I finally feel like I belong. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, man, yeah, you've been I'm, along for a long time. I've been man. striving for Cody's acceptance. I got dinosaur tattoos because I knew that he liked Jurassic Park. Oh, that's that's adorable. So, didn't you have those before? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. good, 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 good. I was, I was, I got a little worried. Um, there was a brief moment where I thought that the the raptor on your forearm was a plesiosaur because I couldn't see the like toe hook and everything. I was only seeing it from like the little stubby arm and i was like plesiosaur is an interesting choice for a tattoo but raptor is way cooler i mean the rap yeah i i'm i'm impressed that you actually caught that that like it that, that made the difference for you for anybody that's listening on the podcast this makes no sense well uh, welcome well, to another edition <laughs> of the profit roadmap let's go ahead and start it over <laughs> so I mean, i'm sitting I mean, over well, here trying I, to make I, a meme well so. no it's 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 okay i, I think i mean that's an interesting topic. So, I mean, this is something we've actually never talked about. We have a lot of folks that have tattoos. Uh, I, I've never, I, I don't plan on, nor do I have any tattoos. What, what is it about the dinosaurs that? Uh... So there's, I mean, there's, yeah, it's kind of a. I See, started the thing with, is, with, Conley and I are like of an age with each other. So, like, Bear missed the magic of being a little boy and loving dinosaurs because he was born an old stodgy man in a <laughs> newsy cap. <laughs> dinosaurs, do they smoke cigars? Then I'm not interested. I had, I had dinosaur sheets, thank you very much, when I was a child. And they were, they were really great on the, the wooden frame that my dad whittled out himself. Thank you very much. They were they were literal literal sheets of dinosaur skin. <laughs> oh, he is that old. His dad went out and hunted a brontosaur, brought it down. No, I think they're the same sheets that like every child from the '80s. This was way before you guys were twinkles in your parents' eyes, but in the <laughs> '80s had um, those were the sheets that I had on my on my bed. The colorful. Bear, you've right wasted there. far more than a minute and a half of. Our I know we usually time. do the minute and a half of banter. <laughs> this is just this been that's been interesting. I'm really interested about I mean, the I have, tattoos. I though. have weird tattoos that trigger questions. So yeah. that's cool. Um, I mean, super long story short, like tattoos are supposed to be meaningful or supposed to be just really cool. And I feel like with the dinosaur thing, I kind of, I, it's, it's kind of both, uh, in when Jurassic Park originally came out in theaters, um, I was just a little tyke. My, my grandpa, uh, was dying from cancer. And one of the last things that he did was took my older brother, me and a cousin, and we went out to see Jurassic Park. So didn't really make that connection later on in life. I just was like, just in love with Jurassic Park and just kind of like found out why, uh, 
and it's because it reminds me of grandpa. Oh, that's great. So I decided that I would do a little bit of like a memorial tattoo thing for grandpa that just turned out to be kind of, kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it hits, it hits both requirements for having tattoos. The actual legal requirements. The legal, yes, the legal, the legal requirements. Absolutely. So the, Connor, we've had you on this, you know, this is your third time on the podcast. We really appreciate you sitting down with us today. Um, wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's this last beer been, what's this last year been like for you? And, uh, you know, how, what's, uh, what's changed in the, in the last year since we've uh, talked to you last. So this, this, this year has been fun, but really difficult, like fun, fun challenges that, I mean, just highs and lows, right? I mean, you're probably hearing the same the same stories from almost everybody, right? Employees this year, um, the workforce pool is pretty shallow. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm basically in like the smallest of what anybody would consider like, oh yeah, you run a company, right? Like I'm still low six figures. Um, and so for me, when I'm, dealing with employee issues. It's not like, Oh yeah, I didn't have a guy show up today. So my crew will be, you know, shorthanded, shorthanded by one guy. Instead of having four in the truck, there will be three. It's like, yeah, I had a guy not show up. So instead of having one guy in the field, I have zero Zero. and trying to fill that position has been really difficult. Um, took a lot more focus and just like mental strategy to like, I guess not be so brought down by that. I mean, there were a couple of times where I just, I had two guys, no call, no show that like two employees, no call, no show on the same day. Um, that was the same day that I had a guy that, uh, like he gave me notice and he, he had quit that same day. So I was actually down three employees That morning, I was supposed to interview with another guy who no call, no showed for his interview. So I got hit with like four people. <laughs> the, the trifecta. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm to the size where, you know, I like, I, f- I for sure need to have minimum of two full-time guys. I, I could, I could run with four. Um, let me just be, I'd have to just do more selling to have run four. Right. But like, so to go to have four guys that basically no call, no show on one day. I'm, that was a really, that was a really rough, uh, breakdown of just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? So what did you learn from that experience? Were the, were these people, was it, was it unfortunately just one of those sets of circumstances where, you know, sometimes when it rains, it pours or was it, uh, you know, was it anything that you learned about the hiring practice of those particular people? Um, what did you learn from that, that, that day specifically? Um, I mean, I'm still like full disclosure. I'm still learning from that. Um, it kind of, I didn't really have time to really like process it much. Cause as the owner and the guy that started, I'm not afraid to get out and mow lawns. I've been mowing for 10, 12 years solo anyway, decided to finally go into a little bit more growth and make a business out of it to the point where I would need to hire employees. And then when no, when, when nobody shows up, then it was like, well, I revert back to that comfort level of, I know how to mow lawns. I'm just going to throw my headphones in, head down and just mow. Um, so I'm still kind of processing more or less like maybe a better, 
uh, interview process or hiring process because everybody that's hiring right now has basically experienced that, you know, it's, it's slim pickings. Is that a, is that a Southern thing? I'm from Utah. I don't, is that, we don't, we don't <laughs> say that, pickings. but I'm trying to we fit have a in. chicken restaurant here called slim pickings. Well, now I own part of it after that yeah, sentence. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Solid. Mm. Nice. <laughs> it's a good business move. Good, good, good business move. I, I think that, I think what's encouraging, what is encouraging about your, you know, your unfortunate side of circumstances with that is that, you know, like you said, you're, you're not the, you're not the biggest company in the room. Um, but everybody deals with a lot of the same issues. So if you're dealing, you know, at the scale that you're dealing it with, that means that it must be really hurting for people with mid-sized businesses or larger businesses too, that labor pool, you know, to, to use your term. So don't hit me with the copyright is slim pickings. Is that a, and, is that a thing? I, I mean, you could, I suppose royalties, you know, but, uh, well, uh, I already own slim pickings now, so, <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, I think that's I, in an odd way. I think that is encouraging to know that you guys are in it in a way uh, everyone's kind of on the even playing field with the, the with this struggle uh, of being able to find labor the, the the course the problem is now you have to find a solution one way or another right but uh, you said you were changing your interview process a little bit what you know what changes have you uh, you know implemented are there specific questions that you're answering now asking now is there you know are you putting in any other practices in terms of hiring that that you feel will I understand you may not know if they're gonna work but things that they, they to help improve yeah um so you're basically as we're as we're ramping down for the season being in utah um i'm not going to need as much help because we we're now rolling into the winter months where we deal with snow but that's you know hit and miss on it's, there's no there's no consistency on that so to, to be able to plan to hire oh yeah i need five employees to make it through the winter so i'm gonna you know there's not really any way to make it so that so that it makes the most sense to have people for, for my size currently to sure. have people on like on staff. Yeah, I've got standby guys, but um, there's no, you know, they're not technically on payroll or anything. So to, to kind of like roundabout answer your question, um, I don't have, I like, I haven't found the, the, the right move just yet, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm able to kind of, you know, communicate with a couple of the guys that are here. Um, also, you know, service autopilot Academy members, um, and just kind of bounce back and forth with some ideas of things that are working for them, the process, you know, basically I would, I would, I got to the point where I was like, Hey, uh, do you have a heartbeat? Can you stand up? Right. Here's a, here's a lawnmower, <laughs> you know? And so obviously like that was the wrong move because that led me to four people not showing up on the day that, you know, they were supposed to. So, uh, basically just to be a little bit more picky with uh, just from, from who I'm even willing to have, uh, take my time, you know, if, whether it is just for the interview or, you know, training process and stuff like that, that I don't need to be taking any, like you applied for a job, you have a job is kind of what it got to. But, that's the wrong, like I'm, I'm at the, that's, that's the wrong move at the stage of the business that I'm in is to just try to bring anybody that's willing to show up. You have a job like, so basically to be yeah, more, to, to be salt, more picky. It obviously didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that I think that, I think that that's a, that's a really hard lesson for anyone to learn uh, that, you know, when times get desperate, you need to hold, hold true and not, and not, you know, not get desperate with them. Yeah. It was, I mean, 
I'll kind of like, I'm going to go ahead and change gears here for a second. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, what I ended up doing with that was just like, okay, I'm, I'm too busy to do this alone. And I like, I, I give up on employees. Like I, I'm obviously I have to just finish the season solo. Um, so I like that night I went home and I sent off an email. I, I was waiting to raise prices until I felt like it was like, well, I have to, you know, kind of walk through the process of raising. Like I need to be courteous while going through the process. And, you know, like I want to guide the customer slowly to the fact that, Hey, we're going to be raising prices. Um, but like at that point I just, I realized that like, I kind of hated what I was, what I was building and like, why am I, why am I spending so much time on something that I hate? You know, um, my wife had just had a baby earlier the in the year. So I have a newborn at home plus my two older boys. And like, I want to, I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to just be pissed that I have to wake up and that I have to be the one to go out and work and do this thing because I built a business that's growing, you know, like, so it was, it was, it was this weird thought of just like, I'm kind of resentful at resentful at success at yeah, success. Kind of, yeah. Right. So it's like, so I just took a step back and decided, you know, okay, I need to, I need to find my lowest, basically my lowest 20% of customers and easy to do. I'm a residential company and I'm doing about a hundred, 110 weekly residential uh, mowing accounts. And so it was pretty easy to just find the lowest 20 accounts and shot them all an email that night and just said, Hey, effective immediately. Your prices are going to go from this to this. Let me know if there's any reason why I shouldn't show up. Basically, just kind of like, I mean, that's a par- that's paraphrasing. Well. Yeah, exactly. So the like, if I if I lose that twenty, that list of twenty, like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, when I took a second to look at it, I'd have been like, dang, that that sucked to lose. But at the same time, they're my least profitable, and I'm stressed to the point where I'm I'm not happy in the business, like with with what I've created. So I just figured we'll see what happens. So I just sent it and it was, so you, some of them were like a $5 Pareto increase. Your, uh, your price increase testing. Yes. Nice. Yes. I Sprinkled did. some of that cheese, man. I'm yes, smiling real big. Yeah. Well, I, when, when they didn't show up, I was like, okay, I need some, I need, I need some moves in business. So I start, you know, I put on the profit roadmap and I'm sure that that was an episode that was, that was listened mm-hmm. to probably four or seven Carly times. I was not routine. paid for this plug. <laughs> I was your checks in the mail. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up, uh, sending out a couple of them were just like a $5 increase. There was another, you know, 12, one of, uh, one of them was like a $43 increase, which doesn't seem like a lot If like, Hey, yeah, it's a $300 hit. No, it was $35 and I raised her price by 43. So it was, it was a necessary move that I was scared to make because I'd been mowing her lawn for four years and like, oh yeah, but she's such a great customer and blah, blah, blah. Right. But then I'm like, wait a minute, is she, I'm losing money to do her yard. I'm when I'm there, I'm mad that I'm doing her, her yard for so cheap. Mm-hmm. So like, anyway, the, the employee thing as much as a, as like that caused a lot of stress, but it also changed my outlook on just the fact that like, it really, it really doesn't make sense for me to be doing what I'm doing. So how many of the 20% did you lose? One. Wow. <laughs> and it was the, it was, it was a $5 increase. It was a $5, it was a $5 jump. That so the, she the was lady the, that you increased $43 stayed with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
kind of weird. That's well, that's, like it, like it says it, a lot about what you're doing, though. It, like it blew my mind where I was like, why was I so afraid to do this? I lost one. I want like I don't I don't want to say that it's I so much work to have to like I got to call and cancel with you, which is conflict that I want to avoid. Then I have to find another lawn care company that may not be to, as cheap, you know, or yeah, is it and I have to yeah. wait for them to do a quote, and then my lawn's getting long and crap. Am I gonna have to mow it? Like oh, I haven't started my mower in four years. Conley's been mowing my yard. <laughs> like ah, oh, this is so. You know what? It's worth five bucks, whatever. Like, or it's worth forty three bucks a week. It, like, and I and I I mean I there's a fly buzzing around. Yeah, I know. Where we're we're trying to record, and this fly it's, is just like getting like, in on the action. It's like pulling a Tom Cruise and buzzing the. Buzz in the tower. That's a that's a movie reference from before your time. Is that another but, one of your Top Gun references? Yeah, it's a Top Gun reference, which you've never seen. Duh. We got complaints specifically about that episode. Bear, maybe knock it off. The, the complaints that you hadn't seen it, or the complaints that we talked about Top Gun for too long on the podcast. Oh, I I didn't see it. It wasn't you. The I didn't see it either. Oh, okay. Hey, it's because we're the same age. We're close. Jurassic Park, Lost World, Jurassic Park Three. It is, which shouldn't have been Thank made. <laughs> yes. Graphically, that was an incredible movie, but like storyline, that should not have been made. Anyway. Yeah, the kid was collecting <laughs> dinosaur pee. I've talked about that on another podcast. We're going to get complaints this time about talking about Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park for too long. Yeah, like, God, so, what the dinosaur bit. So, I mean, but that, I mean, that's, that says a lot about, like I said, that says a lot about what you're doing, though, that you can make this, that kind of a drastic, $43 is huge. And over 100% price yeah. increase yeah. on the customer. Exactly. Yeah, I mean... Unbelievable, and I think Cody brings out a good brings up a good point. So at least now, you, okay. So you still have a bear should pop- talk about Top Gun less. <laughs> <laughs> that um, that you know it really is an inconvenience for these for the customer to leave you over something so small. And it is ironic that the five dollar increase guy left you um, for for five dollars, but I guarantee he's probably paying the same price, if not more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably more. He sounds um, like a I'll just do it myself type. I honestly, I I don't even know what ended up like. I don't have any. He wins your escape. I don't have probably, <laughs> probably. I don't have a ton that's like still in that in that neighborhood or anything. So I don't ever get a chance to just drive by and and look. But now we're watching as Cody tries Cody's to clap. Try the, he's going to kill the fly. Yeah, kill the fly as it as it flew in his face. But it, the fly was smarter than. So I mean, so okay, so now you didn't actually lose that twenty percent. You you kept it. You retained it. It became more profitable. So. um what, how did, does that, did that make, did that make the stretching of your business a little bit, obviously more bearable? Um, it was interesting. Cause like I expected to lose them. I expected to lose every single one of them. Um, and then when, when they all stayed on board, I still had to do the work and I'm still rolling, you know, sans four employees that, that should have been there to help with the whole process. So they everybody got serviced everybody got done and so what i it kind of was like a um i realized that i was using the stress of the one thing and blaming the other problem like you know basically what ended up happening was um it was more fun <laughs> to like <laughs> like oh hell yeah i'm making like okay i'm making more money on making these guys and like profit, yeah. now all of a sudden it's like there's there's actually like a business behind this little hobby that I started way too long ago to still be the one mowing lawns. But like, I mean, it took me almost nine years before I finally got to the point where I decided to run it like a, like a business versus a kid pushing a lawnmower. Like, yeah. I mean, it was my full-time gig for um, almost that entire time, but like, that was just that, like, 
yeah, I cut lawns. Like that's what I do for a living. Now mm-hmm. I'm running a lawn maintenance company. Mm. You that know? transition from owning a job to owning a business. And I, I mean, I still, you know, like I still do own the job per se. Cause if I don't like in this situation, if I didn't show up to do it nobody's yards would have been maintained. Um, but just, I guess just more of like, it was like an internal transformation as far as like, you know, this isn't, this isn't just a kid mowing lawns. I'm not just like, there's a hundred plus customers that are relying on the service that they've expected that we provide. And you know, the, we just happens to be me this week. And like, mm-hmm. I've committed to it. I've got it. Like, let's do it. It's probably why that lady that you increased by over a hundred percent said, I think that there's a lot that says a lot about it. Cause she's, you know, probably popped her head out a few times seeing that there's other people, but also seeing that it's you. Right. So that probably says a lot to it. So, well, Conley, um, Cody, did you have anything else? No, let's wrap. Didn't want to yeah. talk about Jurassic Park anymore. I mean, I always want to talk about Jurassic Park, okay, but we you, can do that off. Air. I was going to say you could do it off there. I got a YouTube channel to recommend. <laughs> There's a third Jurassic World that's coming out, and I don't care what anybody says. That's still a good series so far. Yeah. It's got to be better than Jurassic Park 3, just going to say. Jurassic World 2 kind of jumped the uh, the genetically engineered shark. but For sure. We'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. But I think I'm going for dinosaur-human hybrids. <laughs> Super On that note, Conley, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. The music in this episode of The Prophet Road Mac was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, Incompetech.com.